Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Monday to you. It's Monday, March the 15th. Today, I want to dissect yesterday's victory, last night. Last night, the 76ers basically destroyed the San Antonio Spurs. The score was 134 to 99. It's funny, like, I just thought about it. Like, I remember back in the day when the Sixers were struggling, the, the score used to be flipped. Really. It was one of those games where the Sixers would go to San Antonio or vice versa. San Antonio would rest like his top players. And they would just take the Sixers to the woodshed. Last night, the Sixers were playing without Joel Embiid, who's injured, MVP candidate, and the Sixers took them to the woodshed. I mean, it's, things change, right? Things go in, in cycles. But listen, I want to talk about that game. But the first thing I want to talk about is the 76ers fans. So for the first segment, that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the 76ers fans, the atmosphere. The second segment... Get a little bit more into the game. Third segment. By now, your guys, people who listen to this podcast, you know how I do. Something comes to mind, I'll bring that up. We'll talk about it. You know, that's what we'll do. But for the first-time listeners, this is the only podcast that comes to you that covers the 76ers five days a week. In addition to being the host of the Locked on 76ers podcast, I am the Philadelphia Inquirer beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. I mean, Philadelphia Inquirer beat writer for the Sixers. But I'm I was saying I was the 76ers beat writer for the Philly Inquirer. But so that's who I am. So I give you a little bit of inside scoop on certain things or, you know, up to date stuff. And um, and thirdly, you can listen to this podcast at Pompeii on Sixers, right? At Pompeii on Sixers, same same, um, you know, thing for um, Instagram at Pompeii on Sixers on IG. But let me tell you, you know, I've been to a lot of, I've been to just about, I've been to every game that the Sixers have played. I take it back. I, 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 I missed one home game, right? But I've been to every road game arena. And, you know, you go, it's funny, like, you go to Cleveland. Cleveland have fans. You go to um, Orlando. Orlando have fans. You go to um, Utah, um, Phoenix. There's a couple other places that have fans. It's weird. It's, it's, it's a whole different thing. Like if it's a Republican state, they typically have fans. If it's a Democratic state, talking about the governor, they normally don't have fans or they're just starting to get fans. Well, anyway, so. Today, the Sixers had around 3,000 people, 3,031, I believe it was, fans and stands. Let me tell y'all, it was electric. Seriously, it was electric. I mean, when the Spurs came out, they booed, and you're like, wow, starting it off, Philly salute. And then it got to a point where, you know, at the end of the first quarter, the Sixers got kind of not a full standing ovation, but more than half the people in the arena stood up and started clapping for the Sixers because they liked the way they played. Oh, 
when the Spurs were like guys were fouling people, people were booing them. Um, you know, they were doing the ref you suck chant, you know, stuff like that. Here's the thing. I kind of miss the fans in Philadelphia. I did. And it kind of brings me back. I grew up in Philly. I live in South Jersey now. I still consider that that's still the Philly area because half the people there, you know, we don't we can't say they were all from the city. You know, some from southeastern Pennsylvania, some from Delaware, some from South Jersey. But I remember as a guy growing up and you felt like you had to voice yourself positively or negatively. Like if you go to a game and the team is like slacking off, you start booing. You start booing. If you go to a game and they're playing great, oh, you you get up and you praise them. And the thing about that's the Philly fan. That is. Like, you know, it's funny. There was a couple games this year where the Sixers were struggling. And I was saying to myself, man, they're lucky that this game isn't isn't um, packed with, with fans. Lucky. Because the fans will really let them have it right about now. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, I remember there was a time when I it was like the early 2000s. And I was living in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. My, my best friend uh, lived in D.C. at the time. And, well, it was actually Columbia, Maryland. And he had tickets to the Wizards uh, Nets game. Now, both of those teams, I believe, were both struggling really bad. And we go to the game, and it was horrible in the first half. I mean, horrible. And as the teams went to the locker room, I stood up. We were, like, near the visiting um, visitor's tunnel. And I stood up, and I started booing them. I start booing, booing the Brooklyn Nets. And then, you know, yelling stuff across over at the uh, the Wizards. I mean, that's how bad it was. And I remember people were looking at me like, what is he doing? And my buddy was like, yo, he's from Philly. We're from Philly. <laughs> and like, But they were looking at me like I was crazy. So I know like when I go places and, you know, there's Philly fans or whatever and people are looking at them the same way. But to me, you have to appreciate the passion. You have to. I mean, you just have to. That's just a Philly way. We'll call it the Philly salute. I mean, so you have to appreciate it. So when I was hearing them saying this stuff and, and chanting the day and booing and all that, and when you miss it, you don't see this stuff for the other 19 games that they had at home. You know, this is the 20th game today. But the other 19, it wasn't there. It was missing. And you're saying to yourself, something's missing. Something's missing. And uh, you know what? I really appreciated it, the fact that they were there today. I really did. It brought me back. It brought me back to last season, which was great. Now, the thing is, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a pocket-sized guy that helped you sleep, focus, act, be better? There is. And if you have two minutes, ten minutes, headspace can change your life. 
Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditation and an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of only um, meditation is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated um, research. So, whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you, right? So, the thing is, you know, there's a pretty good experience. I know people who take it, and they tell me some great things. I mean, it's really really good. Um, You deserve to feel happier, right? And Headspace is meditation space made simple. Go to headspace.com slash locked on MBA, right? So what I'm telling you, I want you to go to headspace.com slash locked on MBA, right? For a three month trial with access to Headspace full library of meditation for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Seriously, the best deal offered right now to headspace.com slash MBA. So go ahead and do that stuff today. I mean, there's no need in wasting, beating around the bush, doing whatever. Go out there and knock that stuff out today. Now, something else that you want to do is you want to go to betonline.ag, right? Because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, right? It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality shows. Real-time update odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, right? Head to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ej. Go ahead and do it today. Now, you can subscribe to this podcast by going to any place that you subscribe to podcasts at. Or listen to them. And you can subscribe there. In addition to being the host of this podcast. As I said earlier. I am the beat writer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Who covers the Sixers. And thirdly. Right. You can follow me on Twitter. At Pompey on Sixers. That's P-O-M-P-E-Y on Sixers. Now when we talk about this game. This game was really good. I mean. Ben Simmons looked like he didn't miss a beat. He played like an all-star. It's funny because, you know, he had 14 points, right? He But he had a game-high nine assists. He had four rebounds. Now, he turned the ball over three times, but he also had a steal. Ben Simmons played 26 minutes and two seconds. 26 and two, that's it. And see, the thing about Ben was, you know, Ben only played three quarters. All the starters did. You had Tobias Harris with a game-high 23 points. 
He was 10 for 18 shooting. He had seven assists, right? He had one, he had one, two steals, and he had one block. Danny Green, this brother was, had 16 points. He was six for nine shooting. He made his first four field goals, right? And then you had Seth Curry, um, who had 21 points on nine for 16 shooting. He was three for six on threes. Danny Green was four for six. The Sixers' other uh, double-digit scores were um, Furkan Korkmaz and Matisse Thibel. Furk had 16 points to go with um, two assists, whereas Matisse had 10 points and three steals. Matisse was balling again. I mean, Matisse has really been playing well. I mean, this was a good win for the Sixers because, you know, did I expect them to beat the Spurs? Of course I did. Did I expect them to blow them out the way they did? No, I did not. I did not. And when you factor in the Sixers, like, they won the last three games by an average score of 27.6 points, right? But this game was supposed to be a little different because Joel Embiid didn't play. Man, they spread the ball around. You know, Ben Simmons got other people involved until it was time for him to look for his own shot. I mean, this was a great win for the Sixers. It really was. I mean, a great win for the Sixers. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, this was a confidence builder. I mean, it was. I mean, it was. Now, again, this team is 19-16, winning record. Uh, the teams that they beat before both had losing records. I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls and the Washington Wizards. But you look at this one and you say to yourself, like, okay, this is good. This is a good one. This is a good one, especially without Joel. It was a great one, you know, especially without Joel. Now, let me tell you something that's really great. And that's my built bar. Yup, built bar. You know, what you need to do, built bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, a chocolate candy bar. I mean, I could eat a lot of them. The only thing is, I just, like after two, I just, I feel like, you know, I need to, I want to save them. I want to eat them, but I want to make them last, right? So I'll have like maybe one or two a day. Make Two makes you feel really good. Because see, here's the thing about Bill Bar. Built Bar is gooey, it's chewy, it tastes so good. I mean, mm, mm, mm. strawberry, shortcake, chocolate cake, all that stuff. And it's all for 120 calories. That's all it is. 120 calories. That's it. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20, right? Locked on 20 and get 20% off your next purchase. I'm serious. Do it today. Now, the third segment is, you know, the Sixers are just, they're just rolling over people, y'all. I mean, think about it. Right now, they got a five-game winning streak which is the longest, tied for the longest active winning streak in the NBA. 
Sixers and New York Knicks. I mean, not New York Knicks. What I'm talking about the Atlanta Hawks. They played the New York Knicks um, next. So that game, I guess, is on my mind. But the New York Knicks is a team that they should beat, right? They, they, they should defeat this team. But something tells me this game is going to be interesting. I mean, honestly. I mean, the game is going to be interesting. Because, you know what, when you look at the Knicks right now, the Knicks, right, they're 7th in the East with a 20-19 and 19 record, right? They were 6-10 and 10 over their last, 6-4 and four over their last 10 games. So they're ready. You know, they're ready. But if Joel Embiid was there, I would say the Sixers would dominate. I don't think they'll dominate, but I think they'll win. Honestly, I think they're going to win. You know, and, and I know that sounds crazy to say they're not going to dominate, I don't think, because the Sixers won their last three games by 27 points. But I don't have them dominating. So we'll see. We'll see a lot. We'll see how everything's going to, you know, shake out. I just want to thank you all for listening and have a great day. Peace.